that's one of the things that saved me last year from having a complete meltdown is we were we were able to get to him some and you can turn this game in a hurry if you're Georgia by creating a turnover and if you get a pick six it's virtually over because they're just I don't think they can play from behind that way University of Georgia and University of Missouri have only played seven times on the football field, and for good reason. Missouri spent the majority of its athletic tenure from 1907 to 2011 competing in the Big 8 and Big 12 conferences. It was not until 2012 when the addition of the Tigers and the SEC took place, and the Dogs and Mizzou suddenly became SEC rivals. Despite the lack of history between the schools, the games they have played have typically been nail-biting affairs. Think back to last year, when at one point in the second quarter of the game, it was tied 21-21 after three first-half Drew Lock touchdown passes. And you surely remember the last visit the Dogs made to Columbia. Did he catch it? He got it! That was my wife and my friend Matt in complete disbelief as Jacob Eason hit Isaiah McKenzie for a touchdown on 4th and 11 late in the 4th quarter to seal the victory for the Dogs. But despite the buildup by the national media that this game might be a roadblock for the Dogs, the three of us on this podcast think a little bit differently. You'll hear our picks at the end of the show, and safe to say that line that's been sitting on 14 or so points in Georgia's favor might not be high enough. Hey there, my name is Scott Duvall, and you're listening to episode 149 of the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. My two co-hosts, Will Leach and Tony Waller, join me in studio to break down the dogs and the tigers. You'll hear what the early kickoff might mean for the crowd noise against Georgia and Tony's legitimate concern for the talent that Mizzou's Drew Locke possesses. One more thing before we get started. Did you see the play of the year fake punt that North Texas ran on Arkansas last week? Later in the show, Will shares a fascinating backstory on how that play actually came to be. You'll definitely want to stick around for that. Other than that, we've got another good one for you today. Here's Will to get us started. This game for Georgia is, particularly now that LSU has won, uh, feels like the, like, okay, I guess there's also a third game, but for Missouri, this is their this game. Is it. Like, they're, it's obviously, yes. they're very, it's unfortunate for them that it's at 11. I don't think anybody wanted it to be at 11. But this is, I, was, I thought it was very funny. Uh, Some of the Missouri people seem psyched about that. Oh, I think so. I think so. Dave Matter, who covers them for the yeah. Post Dispatch, uh, and he, he had a funny tweet yesterday that I don't think he was, he meant it to be funny. He was like, he said, this one has a really good chance of selling out the way this is setting up. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I hope so. <laughs> oh, Dave. <laughs> well, we have to keep in mind that 12 months ago, Barry Odom looked like a dead man. He looked oh. more fireable oh, yeah. than everyone else in the conference, save maybe Jim McElwain. Right. And it was Georgia that turned it around. Right. And he, you know, they will say that. They they, oh, they figured out something offensively against Georgia, which led them to go on a, a run of six straight wins, which put them in a bowl game. It just changed the entire I mean, forget play. six straight. Did they win the bowl game? I don't know. If they won. I don't know. Maybe but if maybe they won so. their bowl game, they've won 10 in a row. If well, not, they've won nine to seven. We'll get ten. Chad to check that. I think maybe they have because that was one of Scott's esoteric trias. We'll get to that later. Okay, okay. sorry. So, yes. That's uh, foreshadowing. Nice. That's Chekhov's it's... trivia. I got, got in the first act. I yes. lost in the third. <laughs> there um, you go. So, you know, the thing, the thing about that game, I went back and looked at some of the stats from the game last year because, you know, after our conversation, after Seth Emerson's, uh, I'm going to beat, beat you to mm-hmm. quoting Seth Emerson after Seth Emerson's article, I started to have some 
probably illegitimate concerns, uh, but still some concerns uh, because you went to a dark place <clears throat> last year. That was the, it was the dark oh yeah, I was freaking. I was freaking out. I was freaking. I out. saved the text messages of you freaking out. Yes, I was freaking out. Um, then I realized that we scored fifty three points. We also kicked four field goals, yeah. which meant that game could have been really really ugly. And also we we out yardage them a lot. We had a couple of mistakes that gave them short fields that allowed them to score some. Uh, relatively easy points some cheap points um and frankly that's that was the difference in that game being a 60 something to what was the final score of the game last so the year 50s to yeah, 28 50 53 to 28, 28. Yeah, 53 28 that, that was the difference between that game being literally 66 plus to 14 or so 21 so that being said and this is a different missouri team uh they are a modicum better on defense um hmm. I think you're. I think the way you framed it in our Sunday podcast made me feel much better. That they had to have a last-second field goal to beat a Purdue team that right now doesn't look very good. That lost to Northwestern, right? Just lost to Akron yes. at home. Yeah, that's exactly right. If you know, if Illinois would have won last week, they would they would be a top the Big Ten West right, right now. Right, You'd be taking screenshots of the standings. <laughs> and also, to since we're playing Missouri, I'll quote some of Bill's, Bill Conley's stats. Purdue was a 65-35. Uh, they would win that game 65% of the time against Missouri if they replayed it. That's why the advanced stats better. It is worth noting, according to, the, to, to S&P, the second-best team in the SEC East is Kentucky. Well, I get yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, I get that. Yeah, I agree. But, I mean, I think that but if you were to close your eyes and say, which – no one was really worried about anyone in the SEC East right now. But if you were to say which team worries you the most, would you say Kentucky or would you say Missouri or Florida? Is it at Kentucky? I mean, who, the game is you, at Kentucky. Yeah. yeah. Um, Does I, at Kentucky I think, worry you more than at Missouri? No. Yeah. No, yeah. not me. Yeah, yeah I, mean. I agree with you. Um, and, and part of the reason is, is Kentucky is doing it the old-fashioned way. They, but Georgia's never lost to Missouri in Missouri. Uh, sure. Let's, I've seen them lose here. Yes. <laughs> I've seen them lose here. Um, now this, is that... You know, I guess they haven't. Because remember, yeah, two yeah. years ago was Jacob Eason's fourth and whatever yeah, conversion to, to McKenzie. That was, McKenzie, that, was yeah. that was the famous uh, viral video of the guy kicking his putting his head through the window. Yes, right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Back, um, back when they thought, "Wow, this is the year." He, is, his crokies fell off while he was doing. Yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, As all crokies should. Crokies should not exist. Um, or so, should be invisible. Oh, invisible crokies! Invisible crokies! It's a million dollar idea. <laughs> so the the thing I don't want my glasses to fall off. But I don't want to look like a douchebag. I don't want anybody to see that I can't keep up with my glasses. Listen, croaky Twitter, don't come at us. Yeah, is there a croaky Twitter? I'm sure there is. I'm sure they, if you need to talk they, to they me, clearly have their hands free. If 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 you need to, it's at Celebrity Hot Tub. And um, the, you know the the thing about this game that I keep coming back to, and, and not to get too too deep into it, is that we are facing the best quarterback probably we'll face yeah. this season. Certainly until Jared Sidham. Yeah. And maybe until the SEC championship game. SEC championship yeah, game. Yeah. That is the one thing that, that Missouri could do anything, right? This is the one game where if we play sloppy, it can – this one game until we get to LSU. If we play sloppy, it could turn out bad. Now, I do like the – and I, I do like the this is Missouri's season kind of thing. We saw what how it happened with South Carolina made it their season. Things turned out well because Georgia was extraordinarily focused on – what they needed to do there. Because they were playing South Carolina. And I, yes. I think an argument could be made you're going to yes. be less fired up. For yeah. I also have to say that there probably were a number of, uh, there probably are a number of uh, posters around the locker room saying nine to six or six to three or whatever the score was. Uh, one of the two times Missouri's won the SEC East. <laughs> South Carolina's on 
that. <laughs> so um, yeah, there was a lot of chatter and bulletin board material for the South Carolina game lead up, and yeah, Missouri's quiet. Yeah, we're not going to say. I mean, anything. the last loss of Missouri was a different regime ago. Oh sure. So oh yeah, yeah. And, and it was a brutal loss, and that I mean that basically cost them the SEC. That was when they yeah. had their one quarterback, and then Maddie something came in. No, Maddie Mark was her quarterback. James Franklin, no, not that one came in. Yes, yes. Oh, wait a minute, okay. it was the other way around. It was the other way around. James right. Franklin was right. was touted as like a potential preseason Heisman, and then he yes. started that Maddie yeah. Mock. But that came was in. a game that also like Michael Sam had like six sacks. Yeah, and, yes, like, Michael, just, like, absolutely dominant. Sam was everywhere. Yeah, um, and. That, that was that, that was, that was one of your first games. That here, was right? my first loss. That was the oh, first wow. loss that I was, ever saw. Yeah, I remember it was like what two weeks after the LSU game. So oh it was yeah, like super exciting. Yeah, the game was so much fun. It was such a great thing, and you just assumed they were going to wipe them out, and it did not go well. It was also really hot, if memory serves. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was warm. And uh, I mean, not Austin P. Hot, but I loved it. I've been here and going to games long enough that I'm like, oh yeah, I remember 13, that time? Thirteen, man. Yeah. 13. Children gather round. Yes. Let us come, tell you stories from 2014. Tell me the stories when, of the mock of Maddie when all games were noon kickoffs. <laughs> um, yes. That does feel like that, you know that actually feels like a different era as well. Yeah. The idea oh yeah. Oh yeah. Of like when, when, how frustrating it was is because also there was kind of the rumors that Georgia the administration preferred the new Wanted games. Wanted them, mm-hmm. and so now, but now I think it's almost as if the football program's gotten more power. Well, there, there's there's a couple things about that. First off, and this is pretty some pretty inside baseball. The new contract changed that a little bit because the way it worked before is CBS got first pick, and then without the SEC network. The only SEC guaranteed SEC network game was a twelve twenty one kickoff. Um, although there was generally a preference for more noon games to put on the other ESPN properties. If you look, like for example, they just released the Tennessee game kickoff time three thirty on CBS. If you look, there's only two SEC games on at noon. One's on like ESPN Ocho. I think that's Arkansas State at um, whatever. And you got and Alabama. Then, no, SEC Network is carrying Arkansas, Texas A&M from Jerry World <laughs> at noon. Wow. Yeah, or maybe ESPN's carrying it, but still it's a noon kickoff from Jerry World. I thought Alabama kicked off at noon. Or maybe it's Alabama versus it's Arkansas, A&M, like Louisiana, Louisiana Arkansas, a, Arkansas, Louisiana line or something. Um, <laughs> but there's, they play good music. But the rest of the games, yeah. no. They, anything yeah. named that doesn't. Yeah. Um, so the um, – all the games at, are 4.30 or later beyond those games. Georgia's oh. never had that 4 o'clock SEC network slot. Really? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. I believe you because Chad lives in your basement, but <laughs> I mean, or probably. Um, your son thinks he's Chad, right? A couple of them do. <laughs> I think we need so. to start telling the listeners that Chad is actually the person pounding on the ceiling uh, from up there. No, that's, Chad, yeah. that's his daughter, and she definitely does not <laughs> she, think she's she, Chad because, you know what, she wouldn't put up with she it. She rules. She yes. Rules she walks heavy. Cash was all over. So, Missouri. Yeah. The, um, I, well, you know, let's just get all the, the nitty-gritty details. You mentioned it's a noon kick. It's on ESPN proper, mm-hmm. and it's not Beth Moens. It's Steve Levy, who I particularly enjoy mm-hmm. hearing. He's been at ESPN forever. Uh, Brian Greasy, uh, not not so much. And then Todd McShay, we get to hear all of his draft uh, analysis and pontifications. So, uh, but we will not be hearing him because you and I will be at Oconee. <laughs> Uh, Soccer. Yeah, Veterans Park. Yeah. Um, yeah, for the second weekend in a row, I'm going to miss a game. So, no spoilers, guys. I debated whether or not to just 
record the game and pause it, but then I, I told the kids, no, I, I was know. like, somebody will ruin it. So yeah, I, got I find it weird listen. that youth sports go on on football Saturdays. <sighs> it is a little surprising. I, I, I agree with you, although there's only so many hours in the week. So in, in my daughter's football game, which was at that time, um, was uh, that's a Northeast Georgia thing, and they are very careful – about scheduling games uh, up against Georgia games. We had a 130 kickoff, mm-hmm. even though the schedule, but that was the very last game that was played at Oconee County High School. The game started really early. Tennessee game, for example, uh, we are at home. We play at 1030 in the morning. The last kickoff, that is, uh, is noon. How long are the games? Uh, they hour and change. Uh, they play eight-minute quarters. With the clock rules, it, it moves along. So do you all know how many Georgia's favored by? 14 and a half, right? I think that I think it, op- and a half? I think it went up, didn't it? It opened at fourteen. It's okay. now at sixteen and a half. Okay. Yeah. Would you take that? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I would. Yeah. Uh, and, and I say that not as not as to devalue Missouri, but you know, one thing we've not seen like Georgia, again, we've three games have not really taught us that mm-hmm. much. Uh, and the fact that you won at South Carolina, who may be the second and third best team in the SEC East. I mean, it's, it's fairly possible that the second best team in the SEC East is not Kentucky and not Missouri and not Florida. It's South Carolina. <laughs> like, that's, there's like a non-zero possibility that Georgia is just that much farther than Oh, yeah, yeah. In, I think that's possible. In the SEC East. Um, but it's telling that a game at South Carolina feels like a, yeah, we haven't learned anything. Like, we haven't learned anything. Uh, when you look back at this picture, just know that I was in the middle of a very important point. That's why I couldn't turn my head around to look at the picture that Tony was just taking. Um, but I'll say that... It's okay. My mouth was agape. <laughs> it was agape. The purest kind I of am, love. I had the mouth, um, worst kind of mouth open. <laughs> so, anyway, the point is... You should write that time down somehow. Yes. Really? <laughs> so, the point is, you haven't really learned a ton about... Georgia, even though they've won possibly on the road against the second best team in the SEC East, this feels like a game we talked about on the Sunday show about when Fromm made that pass. It was a he hasn't thrown anything deep this year because he hasn't had to. This like literally the next play, he throws a perfect ball. This feels like a you know what? Let's let's let Fromm air it out a little bit and let's. I mean, I think if they I think they want to establish the run, but listen, Missouri's going to be throwing like crazy. Missouri, if Missouri comes out like they did last year, by the way, and go out and score some points quick and get people like Tony all nervous and freaked out, that is a time where you're like, okay, let's see if from let them have their Alabama against Mississippi game, like maybe not, <laughs> yeah. maybe not to that extreme. Wow, that was but, something. But maybe you have a just show. That's the thing you need to show. Like that's the thing that you down the line when you're playing Auburn and you're playing LSU, you're gonna want to show. Hey, just so you know, we don't have to just run it down your throat. We can throw it around like crazy. This feels like a game. Maybe you want to show that a little bit. Yeah, it's interesting. When we were talking about the spread a minute ago, I was gonna ask what's the is the over under set below three digits because when you went back and looked last year, and that's one of the reasons I brought up the th- the four Blankenship field goals is like you add. I mean, we scored 53 points. You add, make those touchdowns, that game could have been 70, yeah. right? And then you, you really are looking at it close to 100 over under. Um, what is the over under? I, I couldn't tell you. Um, I'll, I'll, we'll get chat on that in a minute. But I think you're right. I think this is a game where we open it up a little bit. And strategically, it makes sense you do that now, right? You practice your base. You know what you can do with your base. You start adding things on to make future teams worry a little bit about what you might be doing. Because I watched a fair amount of the LSU-Auburn game, and LSU is LSU, right? Yeah, right. They, they played great in the first quarter. They played really well in the last eight minutes of the game. They played abysmally yeah. in between. Um, but 
Joe Burrows looks like a quarterback, and that means they are going to they're going to want to pound the ball at you. They're going to want to control the clock. They're going to want to play you know man ball defense or whatever that term is you want to use, which now means that if you throw a few things in there to make their defense make them think about what they're going to, have to do on defense, strategically, I could see them doing that. You know, when you it when just feels stylistically. It's stylistically it's time, right? It's, it's, it's been a quarter of the season. Yeah. It's been a quarter of the season. You're going to have to do it at some point. Right. Why not? Why not break it out and work it and see how it goes against a real live SEC East defense? And a, yeah, and a, and a team that's going to do it on you. Right. That's right. right. That's right. Um, and and that, that's that's the point to me is like you don't necessarily have to do this to Vanderbilt because Vanderbilt's not going to throw it around so much. Well, Missouri is a team that's going to make you score. I think right. you should do it against Missouri because they rank 118th in pass defense. Yeah. Well, and. There's some there's some numbers to that that are a little deceiving, um, and, and part of that is that um, Purdue, Purdue tried to slow the slow the ball slow the game down them a little bit early, and then once once Missouri jumped ahead, Purdue started throwing the ball more. Um, well, they were successful, right. but right, they were successful. That's exactly the thing about it. You know, the thing that I keep coming back to is that and one of the reasons I think you're right is that when you look at um, we look at Georgia's. Uh, passing defense, right? We acknowledge our passing defense has been pretty good, right? We've had the the interceptions. We haven't had sacks, and people have freaked out about that. But I'll share a couple of stats with you. On third down, Georgia is 19 of 28 on passing defense. 19 of 28 passing defense, 67%. That's pretty good. That is really good. On third and – Grantham? Third and and less is nice. Third and less than six – Teams are 14 of 19 with eight first downs. We have only given up 15 first downs on third down, 15 or 44 on the, on the season. Over half of those have come on third and inside six yards on pass plays. Now, maybe that provides some context, even though it's running plays, why, why DeAndre Walker's getting on Brenton Cox. But that also tells us a little bit about what you want to think Missouri might be doing. And, and we talked about the South Carolina game, how there were so many underneath passes, so many underneath passes. The corollary to that is with the fewer the, the fewer underneath passes, Georgia's not facing that many plays inside their own 40. We've only placed, uh, faced 38 plays all season inside the 40, only 10 plays inside our 20. Um, well, you know, it's something else that I've noticed is you haven't seen many quarterbacks literally drop back and try to throw the deep just ball dump. to just where dump. you could get a sack. It's all these short dump off passes. Yeah, and that was that was part of Emerson's article. Yeah. Actually, was the, how much time Stock still held onto the ball. Um, I didn't actually do the math, but he didn't hold on the ball longer than about a second and a half um, on any more than twenty percent of his passes, maybe. Which, if you think about it, is pretty good scouting. One on the part of. Uh, Middle Tennessee State, but also pretty decent style scouting on part of Georgia by not sending. They only like blitz two times. Pretty decent style on their uh, scouting on their part, just saying, "Hey, we know they're going to do some quick dump offs." Um, that's not what Missouri does. <laughs> Missouri likes to put put lock in five and seven step drops, uh, put him in shotgun. They want to go. They want to do a bunch of a bunch of uh, stick patterns and see if they can get one of their receivers open in space. This is going to stress the defensive backfield. This is a game when we were talking in July that it, you know, whew, you know, defensive backfield looks a little thin. This is the game you worry about with that. And to me, that's exciting. Like that is exciting. Yes, that is I agree. Thing to actually learn and work on because that's where Georgia is right now. Georgia, as we'll talk about, is now number two in the country. <clears throat> they are a serious like this is serious business now already. So the, now, if you look at the schedule, you've got LSU, you've got Auburn. 
Georgia Tech looks really bad all yeah. of a sudden. They can't throw the ball at I'm all. Okay with they that. can't even. Yeah. They, they're they've sometimes been marginally okay at throwing the ball, but Taquan Marshall cannot throw the ball. I'll if you watch that game, Illinois damn near beat South Florida, and Georgia Tech did not actually. I mean, it was a fun game, but it'd be fun if Illinois would come to Atlanta and play Tech. That would be that would be fun. That, uh, that's happened twice in basketball. They've lost both times, unfortunately. But um, but football. Uh, that I, that's what my point is that like. There's not a lot left. You're in tuning mode now. Like you're already kind of in tuning mode. Yeah, and and because I like, you get in a in a different world, maybe at Tennessee's a weird game or at Vanderbilt's a weird game. It's not. Those games are both at home. Both of them. These, this is all kind of going right into LSU. This is the la- This is a time to test out some stuff to figure out what you've got offensively in that regard and figure out what you've got uh, in in secondary. And importantly, this is a test run for the LSU game because it's a road game. Um, We'll probably keep some powder dry unless we have to break it, break it out. But you're right in, in looking at this offensively, how we are going to approach the game and game plan. Frankly, I expect us to come out and run the ball some to see what we can do, soften up their defense because their defense on the run against the run is not great. But we're going to take some shots. I think we'll take some shots. And defensively, I think we'll see some exotic looks. I don't think we're – I think in the back's end, we are going to continue to put single coverage with Baker no matter what you do. We're probably going to drop the linebackers back into coverage a little more. And it, when we bring blitzes, we're going to bring those safeties, whether it's Reed or, you know, I don't know who else. Probably Reed is the one you would do. You're going to bring him from odd places just to, just to see if you can get lock off its rhythm because – that's one of the things that saved me last year from having a complete meltdown is we were we were able to get to him some. And you can turn this game in a hurry if you're Georgia by creating a turnover. And if you get a pick six, it's virtually over because they're just – I don't think they can play from behind that way. That's the thing is the way that all this gets messed up is if Missouri makes a couple turnovers early and yep. scores off it. And yeah, then, and then, then we sit on them. Yep. Then, you, then, then you just can walk well, They were in command of that game two years ago up yep. in Columbia until the very last bit. I mean, that, that was one of those games where Georgia didn't even really feel like they won the game after it was over because yeah, Missouri dominated. Yeah, I remember that, but that game was just like, whew. Yeah, but I think you're right. If we yeah. we score if we score a pick six or Miko returns a, a punt right. or something, that game has all the potential to end up being a 32-10 game or yeah. something. Right. But they're going to be hyped for it, and I am glad to reiterate the fact that we're kicking off at 11 a.m. Central Time because Georgia is the highest ranked team that has played in Columbia since they played against Bama in 2012. And uh, for did, the record, did they want Bama? <laughs> they, they probably do now. Well, no. After watching Ole Miss against Bama, I don't know if anybody Missouri does wants, get at Bama in Tuscaloosa. In Tuscaloosa. Oh. Tuscaloosa this year. Which is an interesting. When do they play? Like three weeks. Yeah, I think the week is it the weekend we're in LSU, right? Maybe, maybe, maybe. Wow. Um, yeah, it, it is because I, I'm, I we're all going to that game, of course. Yes. And maybe keep an eye out for. Yeah, exactly. Make sure there's that'd no be other. cool if it were a noon kickoff and Georgia LSU was at night and you could go see Georgia both. LSU is not at night. Yeah, that's going to be a three. That's three thirty kickoff. And we don't want that. We do. No, not no. I wasn't. Them. I was just kind of we like fantasizing not. going to two games. We don't. I, I could don't you know. Could, I'm sorry. No, you're right. Sorry. Yes, go ahead. That, that is correct. What's no, the drive time from uh, five Tuscaloosa? hours, four and a half. You could do it. Yeah. No. When, when does Georgia play Tuscaloosa? A couple years, right? Couple uh, years next year. Is it next? I, year? I think it's next season. No. It no. A and M comes it's here. Twenty. It's twenty. It's twenty. That's right. Because we're going on the road. Yeah. Twenty. It's gonna be fun. I'm going. I'm yeah. Going. I'm gonna. Oh, oh yeah. I'm going. Tuscaloosa is one of the few game stadiums I've been to in the SEC. So I'm gonna check that one off. I love that. That seems worthwhile. I'm actually embarrassed. As someone that is a diehard St. Louis Cardinals fan and grew up in the Midwest, I've never been to Furrow Field. I've really? never been. It's like, I'm yeah. a little disappointed. My, one of my best friends in the world is on the city council. 
of Columbia, Missouri, and will wow. someday is going to be the mayor of Columbia, Missouri. Go Matt Pitzer. I have a Pitzer for the Fifth Ward assigned in my basement. He's a former fantasy football expert for the Sporting News. That's oh, where cool. I met him. So that's yeah. how you. So that's the path to to mayordom and politics is to. Um, um, is to, to be in fantasy football. But the point is, is that I always want to go. This is a stadium that, for the record, I think if you compare Missouri to most Midwestern, they've got a good home environment, but yeah. not an SEC right. home environment. It's and, you know, despite what Scott thinks about Columbia, Missouri. Um, is, Columbia, Missouri <laughs> is an incredible it's a great. Town. First off, it's a great town. Second off, their fans are... Any stadium you can sit down on a blanket in the end zone, it's not a real stadium. Um, it's... Okay. For the record, at it's a San, tradition. At, at Sanford Stadium right now, you can walk like the way you know but you can literally just stand right over the end zone now. Scott, so you, you don't bring blankets and sit pe- on grass. Pe- people that sat on the, the railroad tracks uh, 35 years ago would argue with you. About 35 that. years ago, um, it's 2018. Bickerson's always better. I keep telling my wife that. So um, <laughs> the you should write that time down. <laughs> the, uh, the, I feel like I should spike it just to make sure that you know. <laughs> I see it. I see it in the waveform. Yeah. Thank you. So, um, you know, the stadium has great sidelines. I've only sat in the visitor section there the, the couple yeah. of times I've been. It's a fun trip. Well, bring up the point where the students, the whole student thing, the renovation of the stadium. Well, again. so, yeah, they are renovating the stadium. Uh, Will alluded to this in our our. SEC preview or Georgia preview, the Georgia bench will be literally right in front of the, the Missouri student section, which is another reason I'm glad this game's at noon yeah. because um, they'll be less drunk. They'll be less drunk. <laughs> they will be less drunk. Although they are really nice. They can do. Oh no, yeah. I, listen, this is kind of. Well, sorry, well, well we're not. We're not oh. Kansas or Colorado. So this is the great joke of Missouri. I remember this a few years ago when Missouri first got in the SEC and they hosted like Tennessee and they hosted Georgia and everyone got before in the age before uh, Uber. And I was like, wait, how in the world are we all supposed to get in there's, there's like three cabs in this town. Like they were not prepared for well, SEC football. Like, like Syracuse wasn't when LSU. They oh. st- they're still cleaning up Syracuse after that trip. I think Missouri, they've gotten better. They've improved a little bit. But it's still not the same. They are so nice. A true story. So Wayne and I went. Yeah, you know, they're all Cardinals fans. That's why they're so nice. Right, except for the, the best except, fans in the SEC. Except, oh my God. <laughs> so Wayne and I went. And... Um, we show up there, we get to the hotel, we're like, how are we going to get down to the game? Right. Because we're not going to, I mean, we were going to drink. How far, uh, how far from the hotel? Uh, we were staying out at, on 70 by the mall. So how many miles? So a long way. Um, four or five miles. Okay. Like, like stand, stand basically at the George Square Mall gotcha. to get to campus. Because gotcha. there's not many hotels near campus. Right. Um, so we're, I'm literally sitting in the hotel lobby uh, and I'm like, so I add, literally asked, I'm asking the, the clerk, I was like, how should I get downtown? They're like, well, there's a couple shuttle buses around. They won't run the later. So a woman overhears me saying this. Uh, uh, I would say mid fifties, maybe a little older woman's like, where we're headed downtown, you need a ride. So literally this, this woman and her friend, her, her, her gentleman caller gave us a ride into downtown Columbia and stopped at a liquor store for us. <laughs> I mean, it just, it was the uh, most, and gave us their number so we could call them after the game to oh get the ride back to the hotel. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. The, 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 the one issue was Wayne woke up the next morning in a bathtub full of ice looking for a kid. So well, it's worth keeping in mind. Wayne has two kidneys. He is yeah. fine. Well, you got two. That's why you the, got two. The important part of the story is I had a good time, and um, <laughs> I won at craps. But the uh, 
They have buses that run from campus all the way out to those hotels because all the hotels are nowhere near campus. Much like Athens, the the downtown area bumps up against campus. I think they call it campus town there. That's that's Illinois, but Mm -hmm. I think they call it campus town. Um, It's just they were really nice. I, I will say they weren't prepared the first time for yeah, SEC I think fans because their first SEC home game was Georgia in mm-hmm. 2012, right? 12, yep. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that gets getting back. Yeah, that, that was, that that was right? the man enough game. No. no. No, that wasn't man enough. I think we won 40 to 13. Yeah, they were, a, they were holding some kind oh, of they signs. Were they were amped for that game in yeah. the Georgia Chuck. Yeah, I, I don't. Night game. I think it was a night game. No, it was a. It was a night game. Uh, was it a night yeah. game? I thought it was a night game. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I, what I remember about Wait, that was game. Gurley suspended for that game? I don't know. What I remember that game is we went yeah, to... No, it's a 3.30 game. Let's see you before you really We okay. went to a 3.30 game because I remember going to downtown Columbia and watching the early games and then leaving about halftime mm-hmm. to meet Robert Wolf and them to go mm-hmm. to go tailgate. Right. So I, I'm not willing to bet, you know... I'd like to make this trip. Sometime. Wayne's other kidney on it, but uh, I feel comfortable. <laughs> this is a trip. It's, like it's a fun trip. I'm, I'm sad I'm missing it this year because it's in, a fun trip. In all seriousness, I know that people have bad experiences with cities of Columbia in the SEC. Um, Columbia, Missouri is a terrific It's a great town. town. No, Colin, this is this is the better Columbia, and it's not close. Yeah. I mean, the, yeah, I don't know. So, I don't know if, was, so if you're making the trip, it's just a, it's a wonderful place to be. And But it's weird because the game will start at 11 local time, which is... Well, you need to do like me. Whenever I travel, I stay on Eastern time. Well, except you're going to miss an hour of the game. No, no. You just go at 12. <laughs> oh, I guess that's right. Yeah. So For the record, I have long... Uh, obviously, I would feel this way having grown up in the Midwest. The Central time zone is the superior time zone. I, I, no, I, here are my arguments. Here are my arguments for Central time zone. Okay? One, yes, it's unfortunate now for an 11 o'clock start. But other than that... The news comes on at 10. Who like, watches the news? Well, the primetime shows is the point. Okay. The primetime shows. You can watch a baseball game. Like, the Bra- if you're like if you're a, a Braves fan living in the central time zone, the game starts at 6. You can watch the game and go to bed at 9. For a sports fan, central time zone is actually ideal because you can stay up and watch games and still not be completely exhausted at the end of the night. I, I think the reason it's why... It's nighttime when the game is on, yeah. but you get like an extra hour of sleep that you don't get in the Atlanta. I think the reason why I despise Central Time Zone is whenever I go into Central Time Zone, it's like right on the other side of the Georgia Alabama line, or down near like Grayton Beach or something, or like Nashville, where it gets so dark so early. You know, there's a whole other world out there beyond Eufaula. <laughs> no, I know, okay. I know, right. I know. But for I have I am pro. I mean, because I'm just for the record, I haven't been to Texas in a while. Yeah, yeah. you know, and that's yeah. like smack dab in that's the middle. Of, so I'm just kind of saying from my experience. For what it's worth, uh, I know this is probably disorienting because we're all again. It's we keep doing these podcasts a little early, so we all can see each other more narrowly. I am generally a fan of it getting dark early. I oh, like it getting no. dark early. Yeah. I like it getting dark early. I like I uh, daytime to me is when you sweat and there are animals and bugs everywhere. I like darkness. I can get a drink. And like, like, realize when I sit at home and write all day, every light in the room is off. I I used to terrify my roommates back in the day when I had roommates because they would walk in and every light in the. I like. Darkness. I've seen pictures of you back then. Yeah, I, well, well, yeah that was that was also terrifying. Yeah. I'd be terrified at eleven in the morning. First off, I can I can drink in the daytime. Second <laughs> off, I mean, I, the only the one thing I'll say is because I am an inveterate morning person. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm as well a morning person. Um. I, it is hard for me getting up at four thirty in the morning. Yeah. I, I mean, and I, I too have lived on the Central Time and Eastern Time. The the hard part about it me was walking out of the office at five o'clock and it's been dark for an hour. That's, that's wonderful. Really, I like really hard. Like that. I, man. I, I, th- th- if I can just avoid sunlight, you're a vampire. What are you? I, I but I will. I will say. Sunlight person. I will say, there is something intriguing other than being a long way from George Football. 
about doing a football season on Pacific time. Oh, well, yeah. yeah, that's not even a, a question. I, I used to travel to L.A. Yeah. Uh, usually the first the week, uh, like the Wednesday, Thursday, Friday before the first week of the season. And I loved being done with all my work and going back to the hotel and watching South Carolina lose North Carolina State <laughs> on Thursday night. At six o'clock, we had a lot, when I lived in Los Angeles. We had like it was done at six. Oh, it's the best. When, when, I, when I lived in Los Angeles, no, this is Thursday night yeah. game. When I lived in Los Angeles. We had an Illini fan group that you would just that you just all drink screwdrivers. Yeah, because it was nine, morning. For the yeah, nine fifteen. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was yeah. wonderful. You just watch the game, take a nap at noon, and wake up for uh, it's just a wonderful. Do we have a game this weekend? We do. I think we've. Ta- I think we've. I think we've generally covered. I think we know what we're doing. We just kept going from that. It's just probably time to now transition. Because we have a soccer game to go to. Yeah, I do. Well, I'm not playing. My ten year old. It would playing. be fun to watch you kick their asses. <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> They play full at this age. Or, yeah. Well, no, it's not, it's, not Walker. Yeah, it's Walker. Pull the hand. Yeah. Totally pull the yeah. So mine and mine and Scott's sons played uh, last week, and I told you the story. Uh, the first scrimmage they had, Charlie walked out there and was like, "It was a full field, 110 yards." He was like, "What? What is this?" He was like, "This is soccer pitch." He's like, "It's so big because he's never played. He's only played in the half fields." It was like he was like, "Oh man!" Yeah, Jack. Jack always says that he likes playing midfielder. Yes. That way he can just kind of go between the 40s, I guess you I think, say. I think I've made this joke before, but like Chuck Closeman has this great line about like why soccer is so popular among suburban and, and uh, because basically you run the hell out of your kids yeah we live in a world where like you don't you want your kid to be tired but you don't want him to fail so soccer is perfect because they just run around for a long time and you can watch them play for an hour and not actually know whether they did well or whether they did not do well yeah we were discussing <laughs> who, who won that game well, we're not sure well y- y'all scored a goal we scored a goal and then one of our kids scored an own goal that's yes. the one caveat, that's the yeah. one caveat. Yeah. it was it yeah. was a legit own goal the ball was kicked to him and he tried to miss yeah. Directed and it went goal. Yeah, I think yeah. Uh, my my, uh, my colleague Charlotte Wilder, who has a show on Sports Illustrated, has a joke that if she had an autobiography, it would be called Own Goal. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I follow Charlotte yeah, on I've Twitter, got, and that I've makes got sense. Lots of yes. own goals. Well, I, I, I was referring goal. to my son as as uh, Neymar uh, <laughs> after that game for a while. He didn't really get it because uh, oh, wow. of his injury time. He uh, yeah, he didn't roll three times, but he he really played it up. I mean, he got the sympathy of the announcers there. Yeah, um, I'm glad he's not. I'm glad he's we didn't. Have to Take fine. the arm. Right. I was worried about that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So um, should we make some? Uh, what we got? We got we well, I just kind of wanted to put a nice bow you know, on this. Yeah, just yeah. give a couple things that I found. Um, we know that, we, we know, we know their uniforms are. I'm not even getting it. You don't. You cannot predict what they're going to wear. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're, they wore a white helmet last week for the first time ever. What? And people were not happy about it because there was no gold on the helmet. Yeah, yeah. Oh, just, they're, they're the worst. Um, Barry Odom is 0 and 4 versus ranked teams. He is 0 and 3 versus ranked, the I top they are the number 10. Two. The last time Missouri beat a top 10 opponent, can, can you I make a guess? Yeah. Was it Kansas? No. Oh, hold on, wait. Kansas would have been my guess. Um that was the last time I think they beat a number two, but I'm saying Oh, that's the number one or the No, last no, two? last time they beat a top, a top 10, 10 team. I'm gonna say they beat somebody uh, like maybe an Auburn. Uh, and, and when they had their SEC East run. Okay. No, wait a minute. No, Auburn, they would have played Auburn. So Florida. Was Georgia in the top 10 when they lost to them uh, here? Georgia was ranked seventh. Yeah. In wow. 2013. Uh, yeah. Good call. When Good they call. lost. Because nice. I, I, just, I just realized, I realized that because that was after the, L- the LSU game was so inspiring. And yeah. is that the last time game day was here? 
was it Bama? Uh, it was Bama. Oh, Bama. Right. We've all blocked right. that game out. Yeah. Never happened. They, in Missouri, you said they were close to having a sellout? Uh, they are, they we'll mention. I'm sure they'll have a sellout. Yes. Well, they have not had a sellout since they played Arkansas in 2014. Yeah. This okay. looks like, uh, and for what it's worth, like we talk about how much South Timbers is a great beat reporter for uh, Georgia. Dave Matter is a beat reporter for the St. Louis Post Dispatch in Missouri. Does a very absolutely good job. terrific job. I don't even really care about Missouri sports very much. It is a frustration <laughs> of mine as a St. Louis person that uh, back when I was in college, Missouri sports and <laughs> Illinois sports were covered equally. By the St. Louis Post Dispatch, really? Now they because Derek Gould, who covers the Cardinals oh, that's for right, St. Louis yeah. Post Dispatch, now he, co- he 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 and I are the same age, and he was a stringer for the Post Dispatch for Missouri when I was a stringer for the Post Dispatch for Illinois. Is he related to Herb Gould? No, that's spelled that, that did the oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's sometimes sometimes yeah, yeah. yeah. no uh, spelled different. But uh, Derek Gould is now the, one of the best. Like he's the president of the Baseball Writers Association. He's like oh, a big wow. shot and. But he was the Missouri stringer, and I was the Illinois stringer, and we used to fight for stories placement. Now, oh, wow. Illinois Post Dispatch doesn't even like cover it. They don't cover them all. They they have like a, they do why? I mean, it's the newspaper industry they, has obviously just changed gamers. in the last twenty years. But yeah, now they have a full time committed Missouri beat reporter in Illinois. They don't even Spe- bother. Speaking of the term you were looking for is gamer. Gamer. <laughs> that you were saying. I read something without a byline the other day on ESPN yeah. uh, on Sunday. Is it gamer? Gamer. Sorry. Oh, okay. That's yeah, because it's it, called something. It literally didn't have a byline. Yeah, it should have. Did it say ESPN.com news services? It was. It was the one that you get like the. Oh, you force, look at it on your phone. Yeah, I mean, your phone. There's all sorts of like everything's yeah. mo- everything's standardized for mobile. Yeah. So a lot of times they skip that stuff, which is not your fault. Okay. Good. Well, I'm. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to save that wave file. Can we still? Not, can oh we, no! Delete! 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 Can we still blame him? <laughs> um, so, do you want to do fun office pools, or do you want to do a little bit of trivia? Let's do. Let's do. Uh, let's. Yeah, I think trivia first, trivia. and then we'll that allow us to roll right in. I like your hat, Scott. By the way, I really like. Yeah, I get really cool. I get more comments on this hat when I wear hat. them in videos or post it on social media. Tailgate, tailgate, tailgate. Yeah. yeah, yes. Um, yeah. So Georgia is on the the list this week because it fell generally within. We're doing trivia. Oh, I'm saying that's why we should do trivia first. Oh yeah, because yeah. that way we can end yeah. with Georgia. Okay, I think I mentioned on the post game podcast yesterday that twelve different players have scored a touchdown for Georgia this year. Which one has scored a touchdown in every game that Georgia's played? Which Holyfield player? Yeah. I'm going to say Holyfield. It's got to be Holyfield, right? Hardman. Hardman. Oh, oh that's has, yeah. Speaking of Emerson, he made like a pseudo Heisman yeah. case yeah. for him. He has he, four touchdowns. He was being playful, but like he needed an he needed uh, angle for his we, gamer. We have a long but, way to go. Yeah. But How many, I feel like this is not a team that gets... We're spreading around too much. I mean, there's a reason Alabama never has Heisman guys anymore. Since Trent Richardson. (laughs) That was like six years ago. Where's he playing now? Yeah, he's in that new new football league. He he is? is Well, what happened is, remember, Saban just gave him the ball over and over and over and over and over, and turns out there's a clear Who knew that 472 carries in one season is bad for you? Anybody see some Sonny Michelle runs this weekend, by the way, for the Patriots? There was some good to run. Oh, he played? Oh, he played, yeah. Chubb is not actually playing much right now, but Sonny Michelle is getting more runs. Maybe Chubb should try kicking for Cleveland because (laughs) their their kicker, I don't think he's employed right now. I posted yesterday that Cleveland was going to go 0-0 and 16 to make the playoffs. (laughs) That would be fun. Regretfully. That would be fun. Have they reduced the overtime to 10 minutes? 
I don't know what it season. is. Although, I think for the first time ever, we had back-to-back ties, uh, ties to start the season. Because I saw the beginning of overtime for the Green Bay Vikings game yesterday, and it said 10 minutes. And I was like, I missed that rule. But yeah, I, that would a, make sense that there's more ties. They should, they should use the college rule. It makes the TV better. It's fine. Yeah. All right. How many different Georgia players scored a touchdown last season? Ooh. Oh, and in, in the, over the season? 2017. I'm just going to spitball here and say 15. I'm going to say 18. The number was 13, okay. which is amazing because we've already had 12, 12 yeah. this year. It was a lot of Sony and Nick yeah. last year. Um, and the interesting thing is Georgia was sitting at 12 different players until the Tech game when straight out of Crumpton happened. Yeah, boy. That long touchdown pass from Fromm. Who did Missouri last lose to in the regular season? Had to be Georgia. Yeah. yeah. It was Georgia. They have won nine regular season games in a row. They lost their bowl game. They did. Who did this? Did I don't know, but they lost their bowl uh, game. Some team. Yeah. So speaking of losing and winning, uh, the longest active win streak going on currently belongs to? Active win streak going on. Ohio State. They're number two. They have won eight in a row. Last... Active, longest active win streak. Uh, it's not Tennessee. Think about fake records. It's Central Florida. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right, right, right. Third, seven in a row is Penn State. Duke comes in at six. Illinois Minute, by the way. Okay. Penn State, might as well. Might Penn as well. State at Illinois on Friday night. One of the biggest bummers of the South Florida loss, other than the fact that you're trying <clears> for six, you're trying to get six wins. That place would have been, been crazy. very exciting if they would have won at South Florida. If you saw, I don't know if you saw the crowd for that Soldier Field game. It was not big for the Illinois South Florida game at Soldier Field, but it was a, that was as if you're an Illinois fan, you saw actual measurable progress for the first time in a couple years, which was exciting. I don't think Illinois they were closer than they should have been. They probably still should have lost. But a Friday night game on FS1, my old colleague uh, Petros uh, Papadopoulos, or P- P- Petros, nice. yeah, Papadopoulos, yes, Papadopoulos. Uh, Papadopoulos. He and I used to do FS1 shows back together. <clears throat> he is he's now an anal- he'll be the analyst for that game. He's a very nice guy, and um, uh, but it'll be that's Friday night. So if you're looking for Friday night football, Illinois Penn State uh, is on Friday night football. I'd watch that. Yeah. It's, yeah. Oh yeah. It's going to be what, what's happened with Penn State most of this year is they get off to a slow start, yeah. and then wake up and floor it and destroy you. I'm okay with that. If that's what happens, if I'm in, if the Illinois is still in the game in the second quarter, I feel like it's a good night. So I mentioned game Duke starts at nine Eastern. By the way, you've you've, you've exceeded your minute. Um, <laughs> I want to talk about I want to talk about Duke football because Duke has won six in a row. Okay, 60 seconds, pal. Uh, Buffalo's also won six in a row. And then Bama and Iowa have run have won five in a row. Huh. So Iowa's interesting. interesting. I'm assuming this is on the Great on defense. Yeah. And Iowa has a very interesting game this week. Yeah. Who they play? Home against Wisconsin. I assume yep. it's on the... Uh, on I the think Bulls I put it on there, yeah. I think it is. If I could read my writing... Oh, okay. Uh, prior to 2012, Georgia and Missouri had only met one time. When was it... And what was the score? Uh, it was a bowl game, and I can't remember what it was, like the Blue Bonnet Bowl or something. Uh, a little bigger than that. Was it? Yeah. The National Championship game. No. It was the Space Jam Monsters <laughs> game for the history of humanity. The, they, uh, they played in the 1960 Orange Bowl. Okay. Georgia won 14 to nothing. The coach for Georgia was Wally Butts. And the coach for Missouri was Dan Devine. Dan yep. Devine. Yeah. yeah. That's where he Dan Devine spurned them and went and coached Rudy. Yeah. To all his glory, 
Mm-hmm. How many Rudy was offsides? Rudy was off. Uh, yes. Yeah. But it was against George Tech. We'll allow it. <laughs> How many undefeated? This is the last one. How many undefeated college teams are left in college mm, football? Good question. Um, oh, Illinois should be on this list. There's like 130 total teams, I think. 17. Go ahead. 17? You're saying 17? Yeah. I'm saying 22. There are 34. Yes. Wow. Think about all the games that were canceled. Yeah. So some teams are 2-0, and like South Carolina. South Carolina, or I'm, I'm sorry, not South Carolina. They're, they are defeated. I meant Marshall, right. the team they were going to play. They're 2-0. and um, One of the most interesting ones on here, uh, just looking at the list, is Boston College. They had a really good win against Wake. The Last S&P, week, S&P they are, loves Boston College. They S&P are low key. I mean, that they're good. Okay, this is a little thing. I'm sorry. I'll finish this, and then I want to. I want to. I have a point actually about Georgia football. I want to make the last thing I was going to say is that North Texas also is undefeated. And can we pour a little bit out for their fake punt? So I, wow. So I wrote about this for New York Magazine this week. For this for New York Magazine. So we, I wrote a weekly column for New York Magazine, and it's very much a I sniff my own farts column. Like it's very like. <laughs> What is sports? What does sports mean? Strokes imaginary <laughs> beard. And it's my favorite cut thing to write. Like, my beard. I write for all the time. I write movie reviews. But it, my literal favorite thing to write is my weekly, what is sports? Uh, New York Magazine column. And I think, here's the thing about that play. Because that play is unbelievably awesome. Like, it's just fantastic in every possible way. Did, did you read the article on the setup? I didn't even know. I read the SB Nation. Is there a backstory to it? No, I read the Alice Kirshner uh, piece on SB Nation. Yeah. I which think he actually Kirshner, got a hold yeah. of the special, yeah. special team I coordinator. That, I think that was it. And the, the, then it was months in planning. Like it was not a last second thing. In fact, he actually, the special teams coordinator coach actually talked about how I mentioned this to specifically to that guy who's a Kansas transfer, by the way, <clears> uh, <throat> that, that actually, uh, actually the guy that made the play. He actually talked to him about it in in early August to say this is something we're going to wait for the wait for the right opportunity and then we're going to do it and it required not only the players on the field to be on the same page it required you to tell people on the sidelines this is coming so don't so act like everything is normal they actually had to go to the refs because this is a very common thing in college football if you're going to do a trick play you're supposed to alert the refs so they don't interrupt it because they're so confused by what's going on did you read about the gunner that. Like stood in front of the guy yes. to see the ball. Yeah, I mean, I that's saw him. I couldn't believe he didn't light him up. But see, that's the thing is he actually talked to him. He did. He was like, "Why did they blow the whistle?" So he walked past him and looked up the video screen to see what happened. And by then, it was over. So my New York Magazine piece is about two things. Uh, one is about wait, this, go the the guy that caught the ball said, "Why didn't no no, oh, no 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 the gunner for Arkansas yeah. like got." From me to Will. Oh my God! And it's you like, should see him. It's like why? Why didn't they blow the whistle? Yeah, I should be lighting you up right now. And, oh my gosh! And then he waits for him to walk by and he takes off. So two things about this, and this is what my New York Magazine <laughs> column is about. On one hand, wow, how awesome, right? Like what an incredible play. On the other hand, these are the two things. A what? Like think of all the. Like, this is the most violent play in football, right? The most violent thing that can possibly happen to you is not calling for a fair catch and having some dude light you up. There's nothing more violent. Like, it is the most... You, and there's nothing else in sports, really, where you are helpless and waiting for a ball to be caught and having 11 people sprinting at full speed right at you. I like, don't know. Tom Brady in the past is <laughs> close. Yeah, this. I mean, this is the most... It's the most... Like, the, like there's no... Talk about all the safety rules that are going on in football that make people not like football... 
Fair catch is the original, like, okay, we have to have a fair catch rule or someone will die. But they do it now on kickoffs. They instituted that. And so that's the thing. So to exploit that seems weird. Like in in an age where football is very concerned about safety and very concerned about like to to say, hey, here are all these rules that are making a lot of people not like football as much because it's not as visceral or what's a penalty, what's a targeting, what's or so on. To then take a rule that's specifically there to keep players safe and exploit it for your own benefit seems weird. That's point one, but go ahead. Interesting point about that is my wife, Kristen, brought up that very point. She's like, so this is why James Cook maybe should not be penalized for what he got penalized against Austin P. Which brings to the right? second point. Yes, which is the second point, which is there's a certain, there had to have been a moment, that gunner that you're talking yep. about. There was a moment where he was like, even if I know for a fact that he didn't call a fair catch, if I lay him out, they're going to penalize me. They're going to penalize me for doing that, even though I know he didn't call for it. So you couldn't have run this play four years ago. And you probably can never run it again unless you turn the other direction and say, okay, because this is what football is, right? Football is finding the little things, the little edges, the little loopholes, the little weird kind of things. Basically, what you have now is either they're going to legislate out this loophole and say, okay, now – that and if you do that, then the game is again a little bit less fun and a little bit less interesting. Or you don't do it, and then it's just incredibly violent. And so, if you do the lot, if you do the long history of football again, I'm a serious writer stroking my chin. If you look at the, uh, how much football has changed in the last five years, the overarching point of this is all of these rules that are set to make football safer are not only probably not actually making football safer and also probably not actually making it any more fun to watch, therefore not working in either one of the two things they're meant to do. Now people are exploiting those rules to get away with stuff. It's kind of a, kind of a fascinating thing. I mean, wasn't it Bert, uh, Brett Belima that ran the offsides play on kickoffs to run out the clock? At the end of a half one time. Oh, yeah. And then they stopped it. Yeah, they so stopped you can't it. do that anymore. Right, right, right. Oh, I miss him. <laughs> Could but you imagine what this guy was thinking, like, through August? Well, like, they, he was the uh, point Alex, man on a, on a, on a SEAL was, team Kirchner's or something? article actually addresses this. Addresses this. It's like, he was like, I mean, it, it was literally his call. If you watch the video, yeah. you see him lower his shoulders. Yes, yes. Just, just a little just bit. Just a little bit. Just in case this dude yeah. lays me out. Yeah. He's, the, he's the guy that has to go check out a bunker first or yeah. something. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's right. That's, you go in there. Yeah. He's literally a pawn. Yeah. 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 Oh, my gosh. But a, the payoff is he gets a touchdown and will live in internet infamy. Yes. Not infamy. That's a great play. Oh, it's amazing. And it, it is one of the most exciting football things I've infamy seen. Infamy for an Arkansas fan. It was so I mean, cool. if you're Suey Pig. Yeah. yeah. And, also, and also, like, it's the David against Goliath, right? Like, yeah. The what was the score guy? when that happened? 7 0, North Texas. Okay. So that's when Arkansas. Arkansas. Arkansas is like, whoa, we just lost to Colorado State last year and we're about to get smoked by North Texas. Yeah, they got smoked. They did get smoked by North Texas. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I wonder if Arkansas, are they going to win a game this year? Yeah, I think they have. They won the first game. Yeah, they've already won. They don't have many (laughs) that they're going to win. Yeah, that's a tough place. That's a a to the studs rebuild there. So (laughs) read my New York Magazine column. I will. I'll link it on our uh, Wednesday Linkapalooza. Thank you. I appreciate the nice shout out, too. Last week's column was iffy, but I loved the ending, and I appreciate you calling out the ending. 
was very happy with that. Yes, I did like that. Yes, go read that about Serena because, uh, and I first tweeted out wrong. It, it sounded good in my head when I tweeted it, um, but I was like, if you want to skip the article, just read the last <laughs> like, paragraph. And Will's like, I, like no, no, I, read the... <laughs> please read the whole thing. <laughs> so I deleted that tweet and I, I, I framed it better. It sounded good in my head, but it didn't come out right. Yo, uh, here's a picture of Will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, we need to get I in the pics. I appreciate you doing that. No problem. We'll do it again this week. I'm definitely going to link that. So look for it on our uh, website coming up on Wednesday. Um, all right. So Friday, Washington State goes to Southern Cal. Washington wow. State's undefeated. Yeah, Southern Cal might be bad. They like got hammered by Texas this week. I've, I've missed on South Carolina twice already this year. I'm not going to do it again. I'm picking Washington State. Um, yeah, I got to pick Washington State's Southern Cal's. Ugh, I feel for my Southern Cal bros. Southern Cal's favored. Yeah, they're at home. That's just dumb. Yeah, I'm going to go with Wazoo as well. That's dumb money. Uh, Notre Dame, who struggled against Vanderbilt last week, goes to a similar place or plays a similar team, Wake Forest. So, you know, last week I I called Notre Dame. Um, if Vanderbilt doesn't fumble the ball away there, they win that game, mm-hmm. period. I mean, listen, Ball State almost beat them too. Right. So, Wake so you, Forest. So you think uh, Notre Dame is overvalued at number eight in the nation? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Notre Dame is trading on Dan Devine and Eric Parsegan. Um Give me a wake. Brief story to talk about my, how much I know we got to go, but my oldest son is awesome. The other day he came up to me, he's like, Daddy, is Notre Dame in the ACC? He was really kind of confused about it. Did you say yes, they and are in like, basketball? Yeah, kind of. I was like, in basketball, they definitely are. In football, he's like, yeah, but they play a lot of ACs. I was like, yeah, it's a, I, I can't explain all of it to you, but yes. I was very That's proud awesome. that he picked up Your on that. Your son's so awesome. I was very proud that he picked up on that. Uh, but I actually, I don't think Notre is very good, but I do think they win this game. Yeah, I do too. I think this might be their last, uh, where their luck runs out. Uh, they'll win, but then after this, their luck's going to run out. Um, all right, Horn Frogs at the Longhorns. I don't see why TCU doesn't win this game, Bob. They looked good they losing looked really by 12 good. to Ohio State. I, mean, I agree. Totally agree. I mean, they had, uh, they had a four-minute spat there where they lost contain on one receiver, gave up a pass interception. Uh, right. No, they gave up a punt return and then also gave up a pick six, and that was the difference. Otherwise, they were going to beat Ohio State by two touchdowns. Yeah. That's my mom's alma mater, so I always pull for the Horned Frogs. Unless they play Georgia in the Liberty Bowl, then I pull for Georgia. But, hey, at least we won it. <laughs> that's right. Yes, I, I will repeat once again, if you are a Georgia fan now that's like, woo, this is so great, this is so Be fun. Like, I ain't watching the Liberty Bowl. I'm not watching the Liberty Bowl. That's stupid. Screw off. <laughs> Screw off. Subscribe. That's at William F. Leach on Subscribe. Twitter. Subscribe. You done? He's, he's with me. He's subscribing, he's subscribing to me. Up. Tony he's is fired up. We need to go stuff. send you out to coach soccer and get those kids fired up. Um, Stanford at Oregon. Oregon's undefeated. Stanford's undefeated. What's the line on this game? Uh, Stanford by one and a half. And the game is at, at Oregon. Oregon. Autzen Stadium. I just, it's a night I, game. That's kind of an intriguing game, actually. I'll, uh, yeah. I'm going to go I mean, with I'm going to go with Oregon because they have Aaron Feld and his mustache. <laughs> that <is> nothing. <laughs> I like Stanford here, um, although this game has all the potential to be crazy. Uh, I, I tend to go with Dan Rubenstein when it comes to Oregon things. He's yeah. down on this team. I'm he is. Stanford. He is. All right. Uh, Wisconsin at Iowa. Fascinating game. Fascinating game because if, if there's anyone – like Wisconsin's loss at home against BYU makes you worry, wow, is whoever wins the East just going to win that uh, – By 50? By like in that game. Iowa's defense, according to S&P, is number one the in the country. Their offense is bad, 
I still – what's the line on this game? Wisconsin by three and a half. Seems the over-under is seven and Tick a half. high, but uh, I'll still take Wisconsin just as a rebound from that ugly game. And then and before – and for the record, this is the point I was going to make about Georgia earlier. I know I said I was going to get back to this, to Georgia uh, – I think actually about Georgia football. If you look at every bowl projection – Every ball protection, Georgia's number two in the country yeah. and not in the playoffs. They're in the Sugar Bowl. In any of those games. Why? Because Ohio State's undefeated and Oklahoma's undefeated. Yeah. And Wisconsin. Uh, and uh, no, and, uh, and Clemson's undefeated. Oh, yeah. Those three teams. Wisconsin's not undefeated. Like, no. if you are a Georgia fan and you want to make the playoffs this year and you don't want it to have to just be a referendum on the SC championship game, you need to root against Clemson, Ohio State. <clears throat> And uh, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Those yeah. are the three teams you need or to root Oklahoma against. Or Oklahoma State. Yeah, or Oklahoma State, yes. You need to root against those teams so that so not everything is relying. <clears throat> Remember last year, the, before they lost the Auburn game, wasn't it last year? The hope was, wow, they can actually lose the SEC. If they beat mm-hmm. Auburn. But we were they, saying that yeah, the whole season, lose basically. The SEC championship game and still go. Yeah. That's the strike zone that requires one of those three teams to lose. The Pac 12 is kind of probably already out. So you need one of those three teams to get up. Yeah. All right. Jumping into the SEC. Wait a minute. I'm going to pick. Wisconsin or yeah. not? I'm picking Wisconsin as well. I'm picking Iowa. Jump Someone that. hates the sick kids that they all meet. <laughs> I, I don't. I picked. I, Iowa. Why do you hate sick kids? I don't. No, I picked the, Iowa. We're the bad guys, Tony. Why do Why do you hate sick kids? <laughs> Wait a minute, I hate sick kids. <laughs> uh, South Carolina, Vanderbilt. Man, I'm going to pick Vandy. Right. I can't. Right. I can't right. not. Yeah, pick Yeah, I'll pull the band aid off. Um, I said at the beginning of the season that South Carolina was not the second best team in SEC East that I thought Missouri was. I'm still not willing to say that South Carolina sucks to the point where they're going to finish behind Florida and um, Florida and Tennessee. I think Vandy wins this game. Yeah. I'm picking South Carolina. I'm going to go South Carolina. All right. Uh, Mississippi State at Kentucky. Battle of 3-0 and teams. 7 o'clock kickoff. Well, that's kind of a fun game. This is where we find out the Joe, Joe Moorhead experience is real, I, I, at least in this season. Right? Top 10 S&P team right now. Right, right. Kentucky has played good football. I just can't pick them here. I, I want to. What's the line? It's 10 and a half, Miss State. By the way, by the way, Kentucky wins this game. Mm-hmm. And, Georgia, and Missouri gives Georgia a game. The SEC East is back and not the way you think. Mm-hmm. I still think I still think Mississippi State. I wins. think it's Mississippi State too, but yeah, this will be a fun one. I think it's a win not covered by Mississippi State. By the way, if Kentucky wins, oh my god, that game November third, the pucker <laughs> factor goes up. A uh, and M at Alabama. Name your score. <laughs> Honestly, Alabama's kind of in that place right now. I don't think A and M is bad actually. No, but uh, no. Alabama is in a place right now. I mean, imagine all the Alabama teams we've seen. Like, oh, oh also they score like Texas Tech. That's the other thing that they do. It's pretty terrifying. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> at least they've been, I've been waiting uh, 40, no, 67 years for this team. I mean, I think Alabama wins this game, but I don't. I think A&M covers. Spreads 28. Oh, I think they cover. I can see that. Yeah, I think they cover. I mean, look, A&M is if a Alabama, really good Alabama football team. If beats that spread, ooh, boy, look out. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe we're happy being in the Sugar Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I just think, I think A&M covers. Florida, Tennessee. Okay, so let's set this up. Someday this game isn't going to be a joke. Can, can I not pick this game? <laughs> I pick pen wagers. Um, so Tennessee loses this game. They are now 0-9, 0-10 against the SEC. 
Florida loses this game, <laughs> that place craters in a way you can't imagine. So, um, I, I mean, right now, Florida's the better football team. They have more talent on the sideline. Frankly, they have more talent coaching. So, where's the game? It's in Knoxville. I just... Where's the line? Yeah. Four and a half, Florida. Really? Yeah. So I'm, taking Tennessee. I'm, I'm taking, take Tennessee. Tennessee. I'm taking Tennessee. I'm going to take Tennessee. I was like, wait a minute. I'm Hold on. Tennessee. Tennessee's been preparing for this game yeah. since July 2nd. For- yeah. yeah, I'm taking Tennessee. Not, like, yeah, feels, I'm taking Tennessee. It feels weird to pick anyone to win this Sign game. No, me up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold my nose and take the Gators. All right. Uh, number two, Georgia, 3-0, travels to <clears throat> Columbia, Missouri. To face the three and O Tigers, that was just fun to kind of set that up like you're a real broadcaster. Uh, this says fourteen and a half. I had it down at sixteen and a half. Who knows? Let's say fifteen. I would like to have Georgia sweat one before LSU, and this is the real kind of only opportunity for that to happen. I can see them sweating a little bit first quarter. I can see this being a fourteen fourteen. Or fourteen seven or fourteen ten Missouri even first quarter uh, and then that stops and I think Georgia wins this uh, probably going away I'll go with forty one to twenty four yeah I can't argue with that this is definitely a oh my god we get back from soccer Scott quick turn the game on because it ain't going great um, I, I think there's gonna be some more text threads for me. I hate to mirror what what Will does, but I was thinking the same thing when when I was driving over here. Um, originally, I was going to say that it was going to be closer than that, but every time I look at the stats, I sit down and think Missouri just can't defensively just can't stop Georgia. Frankly, Georgia probably can call the score, but that's not what Kirby does. We're going to sit on the, we're going to sit on them in the fourth quarter. Um, so yeah, give us forty one. Whatever, whatever Missouri scores, but 41, 17, 14, 17 sounds right. Okay. Yeah, and I would encourage anybody here. You can follow me. You can follow Will on Twitter. But go follow Tony for Saturday because <laughs> if this game is close, his Twitter feed will be, be a cavalcade of hilarity, and, and you'll be able to basically see his emotions come through the – the Twitter feed. Um, I've got one more question for y'all. Do you know who David Blaw is? Blaw? Blau? 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 How do you spell it? Blau. B-L-O-U-G-H. Um, He's quarterback for Fresno State. I don't know. He is a quarterback. He's produced backup quarterback. He went 39 of 55 for 572 yards and three touchdowns against Missouri <laughs> last shit. weekend. That was a good closer, Scott. <laughs> we've got Well done, sir. We've got Jake Fromm kind of going into form. Uh, you mentioned how J.J. Holloman's beautiful catch right in the middle of the field was amazing. But I think the second play after that was even better. That, that throw to Ridley in the end zone where Ridley got his left foot down right before he went out of bounds, the, the touch pass by Fromm. I don't think this game's close. I don't think that you're going to be sweating it. I think Georgia's going to fire off into the 40s again. Let's say it's a weird 40 number, like 47. How do you get to that in football? I don't know. But they're going to score 47. Missouri's going to get some garbage points and make it little, look a little bit closer, maybe 21, 24, something like that. Georgia wins easily. Well, you do it by six touchdowns and uh, and and no, wait a minute. And a field goal and a safety. Field goal and safety. I was going to go with three safeties, <laughs> we'll with but okay. Or maybe a Kirby Smart esque blocked extra point 
for two, <gasps> like how he did back in 95. I like the way you think, sir. So, yeah. Don't worry. Don't worry is the last word on this. It'll all be fine. It will all be fine. And then it's funny because you get through this game, we actually get like three mo- weeks to chill. Like I don't think anyone's worried about Tennessee or Vanderbilt. <clears throat> then it's all just how much can we destroy them, and then it gets serious. Yeah. Sir, we have late tailgates to unchill. That's true. That's absolutely true. Um, okay. Otherwise, um, hey, go dogs. Go dogs. And thanks so much for listening. I think I failed to mention it during our show, so I'll do it now. Our fun office pools pick'em contest is open, and we will be sending the week four winner a waiting since last Saturday T-shirt. And congrats to Ludicant for winning the week three pick'em contest. We'll be in touch soon on Twitter to get the information to send you your shirt. So everybody else, make sure to get your picks in, and good luck to all of you competing in it. If you have a question or a comment, hit us up on Twitter at WSLS Podcast, and make sure to check out our website. WSLSpodcast.com every Wednesday. Well, you should check it out every day, but you might want to look at it on Wednesday because our midweek Linkapalooza post will be up where we take interesting Georgia and college football-related items and neatly compile them for you. Basically, we do all the work, so you don't have to, and you can visit our site to see what we think is cool and interesting in the world of college football. And Will's New York Magazine article about the North Texas fake punt will definitely be linked. It's a fascinating story. And that'll do it for today. Safe travels to any road dogs who are making the trek out to the nicer of the two Columbias in the SEC and bring us home a victory. And we'll see y'all back on campus next week as Tennessee rolls into town for a nationally televised CBS 330 broadcast. Should be a fun one. And as always, go dogs. You know, here's the thing. We've, we've made the turn. Are, are you making second. your pick again? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's going with Georgia, Scott. Oh, my God. I looked over at Will and he's giving Scott's like, <laughs> I thought he was about to say go dogs, so I'm not curious what's happening. So we're a quarter way through the regular season. Um, we've done exactly what we thought. In, at least I laid out the, the premise that this is a – Finally, Sam, for Kirby, as you will, mm. in that can we keep focus a full season? Because clearly what we're trying to do is what Alabama has done, what Nick Saban has done in Alabama. And it, despite all the shade or whatever has been thrown to Georgia, I'm completely cool with this. This is the game where you look at and we either look back and like, oof, not quite there. Or we look back and say, man, that was uh, – it was weird that we were worried about that. And not that you're weird. I mean, not you're worried about y'all it. Y'all are weird because y'all are worried about you're, it. You're weird. Uh, <laughs> are we five? <laughs> Keep at that's weird. So, uh, I mean, a couple, of, just a couple of other things to look for is, and we'll allude to this earlier, what are we going to do on offense? But probably more importantly, what, what are we going to do on defense? Because we're going to face some teams later in the season, if things go how we think we will, that are really potent. And... I think those sack numbers go up. It's going to be a fun Saturday. Um, it just—it's what Lord put on my heart. I thought I should say it. I understand. I understand. That I, was the definite non sequitur, <laughs> right there. I'm going to put that after the outro. Like it's kind of the, the right garbage thing. time. I think about it. I thought so. it was better than that. <laughs> it yeah, was. So. See, what I'm going to have you do is I'm going to have y'all say go dogs. I'm going to take that and I'm going to splice it and put it right after the pick, and then I'm going to play that after the outro. All right. Cheers. You should have that as a separate podcast. Yeah.